Welcome to the Engage for More podcast. Hey, we're so excited that you are with us today. You know, as life and business coaches, it is our desire just to come alongside you and encourage you to engage Jesus in every area of your life so that you can experience the more that he has to offer you. And so we are so excited. Are y'all excited? Absolutely. We are super excited today because there is somebody in the house with us. And we can't wait to introduce her to you and for you to get to know her. But seriously, she is just a testimony of engaging Jesus in Mm -hmm. every area of your life. And she is living out the more. I love that. (laughs) Absolutely. So welcome to our podcast. I am Pam Pegram and I'm hanging out with my friends. Hello. It's Gwen Neal. And I'm Kim Ball. We thank you for joining us today. For those of you who do not know Tina Tatum, you're going to want to get to know her today. So we have Tina. um, And some of you might not know, but uh, the three of us, Pam, Gwen, and myself, are part of a team called Gather, which Tina is the creator of. We all received a call um, yeah. <laughs> over five years ago, almost six years ago now, right? Wow. Yeah. That um, uh, in which Tina asked us to be a part of a community wide event of bringing women together, despite denomination, despite affiliation with what church or even being the church outside the church and coming together for a day of true worship um, with God in our gather conference. And we've done um, quarterly events and things like that. So if you um, are not familiar with gather, you can go to gather dash or no gather dash women.com. Sorry. <laughs> um, we were just talking about this yesterday. And so anyway, uh, but gather dash women.com. But first let's just get to know Tina Tatum. Tina, tell, tell, let's start off by telling um, our listeners just, um, you know, what you're involved in. Um, you are an entrepreneur for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first of all, you're a Christ follower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Most importantly. Most importantly. So let's just start with your faith journey. Like, tell us a little bit first about what you're involved in and what you have been involved in. And um, and we'll kind of start there. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me, girls. Yeah, it's like family reunion. We it all is. get together. Right. Yeah, so thankful the Lord brought us together. Um, so faith journey. Yeah. So I um was raised Catholic. You know, had no idea what walking with Jesus meant. You know, yeah. he was a man acquainted with sorrows, still on that you know cross. Um, as far as I knew, and then in my late twenties, um, went through you know. Um, divorce, coming out of alcohol and drug addiction, and found Jesus for real. You know, I credit my sister with praying me into the kingdom. So a little bit of my faith journey there. Um, Anita just always was praying, always invited me to church. And, you know, when you, everybody has their a different bottom. Mm-hmm. And when I hit my bottom, um, even though I'd put my hand up to her so many times and like, quit inviting me to church, quit, I'm not going to be your sister anymore, you know, yeah, just right. hush your mouth, you know, <laughs> um, finally. Um, but when I hit my rock bottom, I knew. So I went to Anita and uh, she connected me with a group of women, much like y'all, but they were f- way further along in their faith journey. Mm-hmm. And so um, just got real healing and deliverance from lots of poor choices throughout my life. And then uh, quickly within about two years, met Alan. Mm-hmm. my precious husband and in 1999 we uh met married got pregnant 
There you, you know that that uh, that uh, Prince song. We're gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, we kind of took that to heart that year. And so we met in March. He asked me to marry him in June. We were married in August, and I was pregnant in August. No, I was pregnant in November. So I had faith the following year. So wow. anyway, so fast forward to, you know, we had lots of trials, lots of great opportunities to show that Jesus is real yes. in our lives uh, walking together. So yeah. um, and lots of opportunities uh, to do ministry together and do life together. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you have an interesting um, faith journey with Alan and mm-hmm. that y'all went through a lot of trials mm-hmm. Yeah. What did those trials do to your faith walk together? Yeah, they confirmed that we had faith. Right. Because <laughs> right. it's your nature. It's either fight or flight when you mm-hmm. go through real difficult situations. So we had been married less than a year when Alan uh, was federally indicted. Mm-hmm. Um, he was former FBI. We went through two uh, prison incarcerations during our marriage. Faith was six months old the first time he had to leave. And then uh, she didn't remember any of this until she was old enough where we shared the story with her. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But we, I went from a honeymoon with Jesus, walking mm-hmm. with him for two years, um, on literally saying, I, you know, I'm not dating anyone but Jesus, right. to getting married, to quitting a very good job that I had, career path, uh, to stay home and have a family, to then my husband being sent away. So I was like, Lord, I committed my life to you. What is going on? Yes. You know, and so you have all these questions of of the trials that come after because Jesus never said it was going to be easy. Yeah. But he said he would never leave us and that right. he would walk through the the valley. It says that we'll walk in Psalm, we'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. You know, it's used at a lot of funerals, but it's talking about walking through. Right. But it feels like death, but it's not death. It's the shadow. Yeah. And so if we continue to walk with him, then he leads us through into those, you know, green pastures and places like that. So it definitely um, identified where faith was lacking, but it really is kind of like being thrown into the fire. You know, mm-hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are we going to bow our knee or not? Mm-hmm. And are we going to walk this thing out? And God used our faith and our faith, Marie, our mm-hmm. daughter, yeah. you know, as a baby and as a child and as, you know, newly married couple to just hold us together like glue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's such a, a good point that you bring mm-hmm. up because so many people think that once you become a Christian, that it's all just going to be happy and things are going to go our way. Mm-hmm. And that's just not simply, Mm-mm. you know, um, how it happens. And he does say when you go through troubles, not if, but mm-hmm. when right. you go through troubles. And that is what really strengthens our faith muscle, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Ephesians, um, Paul talks about knowing the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. Right. We want the power. Right. Yeah, you know, we're right. all about that. But we don't embrace, especially in our Western culture, we don't embrace the fellowship of his suffering. Yeah. And so to really understand what that means. And, you know, we're just so thankful that the, that we had Jesus. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Alan even said, you know, most law enforcement, if they are sitting to prison, like they're usually don't make it through. Mm-hmm. They either, you know, eat yeah. a bullet or do something else. And so not that I saved anything, but God, God knew why everything had to happen so quickly in 1999 because 2000 was coming. Wow. So he wow. knew. Yeah. You know, we just thought we were on this fun roller coaster ride and then it came to a screeching halt, you know, but here we are today. I love one thing you said, Tina, about, you know, God walked through it Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that in this 
this world we live in now, everything's fast food, fast, you know, give it to me right now. We want to get over it. Mm-hmm. We want to get over this hard season. We want to get over this bad thing that happened to us. But yeah. that's not what God's word says mm-hmm. either. He doesn't say get over it. Mm-mm. He said, I will carry you through it. Yes. I will walk through it with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so, mm-hmm. that's, you know, such an important thing for us to remember and how, hearing your story, how it, it only strengthened you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 If we're you only, want to talk about that a little bit, how right. it made you stronger, right. changed you. Right. Oh, it absolutely did. Because we had, I mean, we went through bankruptcy. We went through, you know, I had just quit a really good paying job. I mean, almost six figures. And I was in my late 20s. Um, well, when he was, and when he went away the first time, I was uh, turning 30. So, um, so it definitely was a whole new, you know, you uh, women turning 30, that's big enough, right? right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then having your first child, you know, mm-hmm. after that. But it really strengthened us because we have to make a decision in those times because mm-hmm. it was very it was a very public situation. You have to make a decision in those times. Um, are you going to is this real? Right. right. Yeah, I'd only been walking with the Lord three years at this point. So, yes. um, you know, is this really real? Is he really going to be, you know, you know our provider is he really our healer mm-hmm. is he really there and you know the t- I, I share i share how much alan went through on the other side of being you know incarcerated but when we share our story together he's like the greatest testimony is tina and i don't take credit for that but the lord mm-hmm. because the ones that are left behind to hold the family together, mm-hmm. to uh, get gainful employment, to my father passed away within three weeks of Alan leaving, and then oh. our house sold the next week because we had been trying to sell it. So mm-hmm. you want to talk about chaos happening for you know a good five months there? But what God did in that time frame was He just reassured me mm-hmm. that I was His own, yeah, and that I was in the palm of His hand, mm-hmm. and that uh, you know it may sound cliche, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who mm-hmm. holds tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So literally, I I remember a family member saying to me, you're just in denial. You're in denial. And I said, no, actually, I'm in faith. Yes. I'm not denying what's happening because it's here. The bank account is here. Alan is there. We are here. I am starting a new job, but I choose not to focus on the negativity. Right. Because I can see the end of it. Yeah. So it was, you know, my father lived a good long life. He passed away. But, you know, Alan was going to be home in five months. And Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes if we can see the end of something, Mm -hmm. you know, that light at the end of the tunnel, I'm like, this is only five months. We didn't know there was going to be round two, but we knew it was only five months. And with the Lord giving us faith, Marie, I had to take care of a baby. Right. Yeah, you know, I had a job to do. Yeah, so um, now I did get down to about ninety eight pounds. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I was doing a lot of fasting, honestly, and praying. You know, I'd mm-hmm. take my lunch hours to write to Alan. I would take, you know, that time frame time frame to pray and to mm-hmm. really seek the Lord and to draw closer to yeah. Him. So He really just made Himself super real to Absolutely. us because we didn't go without anything. We didn't need help from anyone because mm-hmm. He provided. Right. Yeah. Um, of course, we had to make some adjustments. I mean, we yeah. didn't live extravagantly, but, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we do our part and the Lord will do his. But yeah, he won't do our part and we can't do his part. Yes. No. But so. sometimes we try to do his part, right? <laughs> we do. Absolutely. I'm a repeat offender on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that when Alan would tell his testimony that you were a large part um, of an influential uh, person for him. Mm-hmm. 
Who has been an influential person in your faith journey? Yeah, there's so many. So I, I don't want to omit anyone. But um, as I was thinking about that question, and we're going to talk about business as well, mm-hmm. I think one of the greatest influences in my life has been Sherry Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you all know her as yeah, a great yes. woman of prayer, but she also founded and owned Signs and Stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had their own, you know, journeys but she was always there she taught me how to pray um you know when the lord put us in our first church she was there uh, mentored me in prayer i eventually took her role as leading prayer and intercession and uh training back when we had altar time (laughs) right um and then just walked with us you know just hand in hand side by side um you know there's cindy walters anita there's so many but sherry really taught me and i really looked to her and watched what she did in business and what she did in the marketplace, mm-hmm. you know, and how involved she was, but yet how she, you know, still kept, you know, family first. Right. And then also how, um, you know, she has dealt with her own physical struggles, mm-hmm. you know, and some of the same things that my husband deals with now. So um, just really watching her, always having the positive attitude and not just motivational talk, but pointing straight to Jesus yeah yes. reminding me of the scriptures reminding me of who's really in control um so she I would say as a woman in business and in ministry because that's where my mind goes since that's kind of mm-hmm. where we are in this podcast I would say she's probably the most influential person in my faith and walk as an entrepreneur as well yeah I mean she truly lives out walks the walk she she, does. she doesn't just study it but she applies it and just and walks the walk and that's that's a true testimony to all of us yes who get to see Mm -hmm. people do that and no matter how busy i mean i can text i can do whatever and she doesn't just respond she responds with scripture (laughs) yeah you know right an answer and a scripture and so i really appreciate that because it points us back to our source Right. You know, our jobs, our our whatever ministry, our resources, but Christ is our source. Right. And it's so important that we recognize, you know, the difference. Where do we draw from? What it, where's our will? Mm. And it has to be in Jesus. That's right. Yep. That's right. Good stuff. That's good, good stuff. And so with that being said, and um, how she's uh, mentored you and just been an example of a woman who who walks by faith and lives by the word, how do you now use um, that in your life, in the ministry that you work? Mm-hmm. Um, can you share some examples or, sto- or stories with us about how you use the word mm-hmm. um, even now and the influence you have on those that are in your circle? Mm-hmm. Good question. So the I have people that'll ask me, like, can we do connect groups or whatever, especially younger women? They'll be like, How do you remember all of that scripture? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I may not always be able to quote chapter and verse, but what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I believe that's because um making application of the word makes mm-hmm. it real in our lives. Yeah. So um, you know, the word scripture says, You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yes. That word know, if you drill it down and um, and break it down in the original um, Latin or Greek, know, it's a progressive word. Like mm-hmm. know and keep knowing, mm-hmm. putting yeah. into application. Yeah. So um, it's really important that the word that we know, and I translate that, the word that we put into application will set us free. Because mm-hmm. we can read it all day long. Yes. Right. You can read that we need to forgive, forgive mm-hmm. others as we've been forgiven. And we're like, oh yeah, that's great. But if we don't actually do that, that we don't get the fruit of that word right. in our lives. So, and then in the business world, you know, 
we just try to operate with even scales. You know, I want people to see me the same here in this on this mm-hmm. podcast as they see me at Walmart, as I'm in the kitchen at Coffee Central with my team. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and not that we don't all. I mean, we all slip up. We all none of us are perfect. We're right. not. We're not, our pastor says, you know, we're not looking for perfection, but progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're progressing towards the perfect one who is Jesus. And yes. So one day we'll all be in perfection. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. until then, right, we're going to yes. keep wearing the elastic waistband. We're going to keep. Yeah. <laughs> talk about wearing bigger size pants as we age and grow in all kinds of ways but um but anyway just make an application of that word is so important Mm -hmm. and finding and finding the word that applies to your situation Mm -hmm. and standing on it Mm -hmm. and meditating on it the word says we'll meditate day and night yes on that word and so you know not just sitting mindlessly thinking about the word but really making that application of it in every single area of life yeah yeah and we've talked a lot about that on this podcast is not just reading the word but applying it Mm -hmm. so um that's just so big for Mm -hmm. all of us who are walking with god you know we can just read it all day but until Mm -hmm. we apply it it just it becomes active you know one of the first revelations i had of that just real quickly was when jesus was led out into the wilderness before he did his first Mm -hmm. miracle right for 40 days Mm -hmm. of prayer and fasting the bible says that he was led into the wilderness by the spirit and he responded with the word Mm -hmm. right you know his answer was it is written it Mm -hmm. is written it is written you can read that in scripture but then at the end it says but he came out in the power of the spirit yeah so he was led in but he came out in the power and i really felt that wasn't just about prayer and fasting and about him being fully god and fully man it was about that application of the word of when satan comes to steal kill and destroy if we don't have anything on the inside of us to respond with right you know people who are in the military they don't just get dropped in the middle of warfare without boot camp right so if we aren't already prepared with the word when the struggles come when the waves come if we're not on that firm foundation, mm-hmm. then it's going to be that shifting sand. So it's so yes. important that we have a reserve of the word on the inside of us yeah. that we can pull from. Mm. And I feel like that's so powerful, Tina. And I love every single word that you shared. But we, I, I feel like, too, like I just want our listeners to know that like, like you didn't just start a business and then open a second location mm-hmm. and then expand a first location. Like you have committed that to prayer. Like you seek mm-hmm. God's will in your life. Like you're mm-hmm. seeking what is the path you want for me to walk, Lord? Like it's a daily thing for you. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, oh yeah, I prayed about it, but it mm-hmm. is like you are on your knees. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are praying together. Like every decision is covered yes. in prayer. Has to be. And then every day of your work life, <clears throat> excuse me, like we're in there. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. it's, our, it's our favorite coffee shop, Coffee Central. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If Thank you're you. in DeSoto County and Mississippi, you got to go. There's one in South Haven and Hernando. They're fabulous. Um, but like we see you mm-hmm. stop to pray with somebody. Mm-hmm. We see you hug people. Mm-hmm. We see you talk to everybody who enters. Yes. We see you like you are a bright light in our community. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, I mean, so many people know you and just are just gravitate to you. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want us to gloss over that, but but we really want to talk about like, okay. what is that? Yeah. Like, what is that? How are you? How are you not frustrated right now? Because the price of everything is outrageous and Girl, you're trying yes. to earn a business. How are you not laying in the floor crying over the cost of gas and the cost of coffee and the cost of everything? I mean, you just expanded a location and all the pressure and all the that's what the world does. Mm-hmm. 
The mm, world is exactly. like, whoa, is me. This is hard. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling. Y'all need to, you know, but that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And so how is this in the midst of this crazy economy, in the midst of everything that's gone on, just coming out of, you know, us having COVID mm-hmm. and all that, um, how are you still, I mean, like right. you're consistently this bright light, just oh, serving and loving and giving of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, Jesus is not just um, some peace is not just what Jesus gives. Mm-hmm. So that's peace. That's peace. Um, it's not just what he gives. It's who he is. He's the yes. prince of peace. So when you're in relationship, I'm talking about relationship where he is the first voice I want to hear when I wake up in the morning. Mm. And what I mean by that is I start my day saying, Lord, not my will, but your will. Yes. You know, before I check my phone, I wake, I told you before we started this podcast, I wake up before my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And before my feet hit the floor, I'm like, Holy Spirit, you just have your way today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then I, I mean, it's not my devotional time, but it's just my commitment in my heart to do that. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And then a second thing is about this world is one thing I've learned is that Satan, the enemy of our souls, mm-hmm. he drives us. He drives us. Jesus leads us. Yes. So if we feel like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be driven and have goals. I mean, obviously we are, especially as female entrepreneurs. But when I feel driven, like I have to get this done and then I'm feeling stressed, I have to take a breath and step back. Mm-hmm. and say, Jesus leads us. Yes. He guides us. He doesn't mm-hmm. drive us. So if you ever feel that pressure and that stress, like I feel like, because we talked about this engage for more. Yeah. Like I was originally going to be part of y'all's team. And then I felt like I was doing something out of obligation, even though it's a really great work, but I knew God was going to do it through y'all. And I needed to step back because I just didn't have the bandwidth mm-hmm. in my yeah. schedule you know, to do that. Because I knew yes. there were some other things coming. But decisions that we make, they are bathed in prayer. And I call upon women. I call upon y'all. I'll send y'all prayer requests. We pray at the coffee shops. We pray for every person that walks through that door. And then being the shining light is just, I mean, I just genuinely love people. I mean, I just, um, you know, every day is a good day that we wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. I'm vertical. I'm walking. I'm breathing. It's a yes. great day. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we don't have, I mean, if you don't have laughter, it is, you know, it says that laughter itself is like good medicine. Yeah. So if we aren't looking for the best in people, and I think that's what we have to do is look for the best and do and the issues of the economy and gas prices and all of that. Um, you know, the word says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Amen. Right. And, Amen. and we're givers. Mm -hmm. We we give of our tithe, and I fully expect that God is a God of his word. Right. You know, he's not a man that he should lie. He's a God of his word. We give, and I fully expect that, you know, our resources are protected by Mm -hmm. him. You know, it's not a trade-off. Right. I don't pay my tithe. I give with a joyful heart. And the word tells us that if we do so with a joyful heart, we bring our offering that we should expect to have more than enough for every good work. So I just trust even when our bank accounts are down because Mm -hmm. we're spending more money on payroll and cost of goods right now. I just know that because he called me to this work, he's going to provide for it. And then when I start trying to do it in my own power, in my own might, then I have to maintain what I've created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I do what God's called me to do and it's his work, then I look to him to say, Father, this was your idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call upon you in my faith to say that you called me to it. So I know you're going to lead me through it. 
Yes. So, um, and so, and I, you know, I just love people. Mm, I mean, yeah. coffee is a really great way to reach people and I don't have yeah. to preach the God. I do love to preach the gospel. Um, we are ministers of the gospel, <laughs> but um, I mean, if I just hug someone's neck, who's having a really bad day mm-hmm. and just let them know it's hope. And when the Holy spirit gives me that leading to open up and to share the gospel and to share Jesus. Um, but one thing that Sherry Jones did teach me, one of her sayings is who wants what you've got. Mm. Yeah. She challenged me on that. Who wants what you've got? Does, does this world need any more negativity? No. This, and, and I challenge my team on that. Mm. We are the happiest place for coffee on the planet, and you always bring your best. Yeah. I care deeply about our team members. They know I'll pray with them. We'll go out back. We'll scream. We'll laugh. We'll cry. But when they come through that door, they're here to serve the next person. That's the most important thing they can do is the next person that walks through that door is to help them have a better day. Mm-hmm. Right. And awesome. in turn, Coffee Central has changed the community. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We hope so. Yeah, absolutely. We hope that if, God forbid, but if ever one day our doors weren't open, that we'd be missed. Absolutely. Like where, you know, because we want to be impacting this community. So, yeah. Yeah. God certainly used you um, as an uh, entrepreneur to -hmm. change a community through through Coffee Central. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we definitely felt that calling. And we were on staff at a church. We felt calling out of, you know, what people call full-time ministry. We're all in yeah. full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we mean, all are. Awake, every one of us. Yeah. 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 I mean, every person that follows Jesus is in full-time ministry. But he called us off of staff at a church to do some more evangelistic work. And then I really feel a call to the marketplace in this season mm-hmm. of my life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And to women in the marketplace. Yeah. So, so through your faith journey, um, you've had um, quite a testimony. And none of us really likes to think back on um, our our failures in our life. But if you had to to tell us about one that really impacted the way your faith journey um, went, what is one of your biggest failures? Only you one. Like? Well, <laughs> just pick one. Or you can tell us about a couple. Yeah. But I doubt you, know, you have that many. No. You know, I was just listening to Denise Silas. Actually, she was doing a live stream on when I was uh, driving here, and I was listening to her, and she was talking about, you know, if we negate the struggle. Mm-hmm. The struggle, a lot of time, is what is developing us. It's oh, in yeah. the process. It's our character, you know, that formation. we're being developed. Yeah. And you know, oftentimes we want to rescue our children and keep them from the heartache and the hardship mm. because of what we've gone through. But if we don't experience struggles, if we don't experience trials, yes, um, then we don't really become the person that God has created us to be. Um, so yeah, so we'll just go all the way back to probably when I was not probably, but I was sixteen years old. And y'all you know, was raised Catholic. I said mm-hmm. that. So, you know, drinking and carrying on just wasn't, you know, we just go to the priest and ask for forgiveness and it's all good. And right. we say our 10 Hail Marys and do our whatever. Yeah. And um, so it, faith was never real to me because mm-hmm. it was just like, go check this off the box. And I was raised, you know, we, we went to church on Sundays yes. to mass, um, but we would leave there and didn't really ever talk about it again. Mm-hmm. I never read a Bible until I was 28 years old for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though I went through religion classes and confirmation into Catholicism. But um, the biggest, I think, um, mistake I had made in my life is probably at the age of 16 of having an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so alone in that because mm-hmm. I didn't want anyone to know because mm-hmm. I knew, according to my Catholic faith, I was going straight to hell. Mm-hmm. You know, don't pass go, don't collect any, you know, $200 or whatever. But um, not only because of that, but I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I feared the rejection of my father, my natural father and my family more than I feared what it was going to mean, mean in eternity. Because that was so far away. And at yes. 16, you don't really, your you know, cerebral cortex is not completely developed. So you don't understand long-term consequences for short-term issues. So 
Very that true. really impacted me. And I felt like it, I knew, like I knew enough to knew, know that what I did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I believed at the time I was going to hell. I mm-hmm. did because of the way I was taught. Uh, so I just lived like it. I was like, I'm all or nothing kind of person. So if I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to bust the gates wide open. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a grand entrance. <laughs> so, so at that point, nothing else really mattered. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it went to from, you know, relationship to relationship to, you know, marijuana to pills to cocaine mm-hmm. to, you know, drinking every single day. I was a functioning addict. Yeah. So I had a, a really great career um, for all the way through to my late 20s till Alan and I then married and I left that job. But um, I was a functioning addict. But just just always and honestly, it wasn't until after Alan and I married and faith was born um, that I really forgave myself for that. Right. So I had been walking with the Lord for quite a few years when I real I knew the Lord had forgiven me. Sure. Right. Yes. And because I finally opened my Bible and read it for myself. And um and I began to use that, you know, to minister to other women and help them through processes in life and even girls that were maybe considering abortion, mm-hmm. you know, and try to help them through that and what the adoption processes are and the care center up here on State Line Road and helping with all that. But um what I really, really, really did not have forgiveness of myself. Yeah. Right. And so, and it wasn't until someone walked me through that healing process mm-hmm. of naming my baby and, you know, coming to terms with that and mm-hmm. that the baby was in heaven with Jesus and, and forgiving myself of it mm-hmm. that I really got freedom in that. Yeah. So that, it just, it was, it was an 11 year struggle, right? you know, oh, yeah. of coming out of that. But then it was probably another uh, three years before I really forgave myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that really made an impact because I feel like I, you know, you feel like you have wasted time, but God yeah. redeems the time. Yeah. He's yeah. a redeemer of time. I mean, yeah. a day is like a thousand a thousand like a day to him so he redeemed all that time but i do feel like i had like an 11 year period that was just you know i was alienated from family you know everything you know it was just filling all the voids self-medicating failed marriage you know all that kind of stuff yeah and now in turn how has god used that to for you to minister to others yeah absolutely the first time i spoke about it publicly um it was, um, I guess it didn't matter where, but first time I spoke with it publicly, um, I couldn't believe the number of women that right. came forward that were my age yeah. at that time um, and older that said that they have never given voice to what had happened. Mm. And they had been carrying that self-condemnation yes. and that unforgiveness of self that kind of self-sabotaged mm-hmm. them moving forward in life because of this inner struggle that was really happening inside. They hadn't let God redeem every area. Sure. And so so I've been not only publicly speaking about that, but just sitting beside you know, and because, you know, I've had my nieces call me where they've had friends that were considering, mm-hmm. you know, yes. Aunt Tina, will you talk to them? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it also gave me such an appreciation for life, yes. you know, for our daughter, Faith Marie. Um, we could only found out we could only have one child, but that's a that's a story for another day. But we're so thankful, you know, for the life that we have in that, you know. Yeah from, um, you know, being pro-life in every way from Mm -hmm. and being able to be a voice for that. And, you know, everything from we would do pro-life rallies here in Mississippi and Mm -hmm. rallied for legislation in the state of Mississippi. Um, So but pro-life is more than just anti-abortion. You know, pro-life is from the womb to the tomb, appreciating Mm -hmm. our aging community, appreciating, you know, health care that we have for our, you know, our people. But it really had an impact on me to appreciate life, you know, in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So as a businesswoman, a wife, a mother, um, very active member in your church and your community, how do you do it all? On caffeine and Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Lots of caffeine in Jesus. You know, it's kind of like social media. Everybody sees the highlight reels. Mm-hmm. They see all the good things. Yeah. And you don't see my desk at home. It is right. a hot mess. Yeah. You know, I need to file. I need to organize. My bookkeeper was like, I need you to come in and sit down with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just receipts, yeah. invoices. So um, it can be very chaotic. Mm-hmm. But we've got to keep the first things first. Yeah. So when I tell you that dishes can sit in my sink at night, if mm-hmm. it means I can sit down for a quiet moment with my oh, husband absolutely. and have a cup of coffee on the patio, yeah, I'll yeah. do that. So I have learned, I think, to, you know, put the first things first, but not, you know, not sweating the small stuff, if that doesn't sound too cliche. But um, I think I have me myself, I have to compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. So today I have set aside for this morning until we get done here. We're going to be talking about engage and then uh, gather. um, And then I will switch hats and change clothes and I'll go to Coffee Central Mm -hmm. and we have afternoon events off site. And so I have to compartmentalize that and then I have to set myself aside time for me to have office hours Mm -hmm. where I'm outside of the shops and I have a day at home, Mm -hmm. you know, to take care of my home. Right. And I've learned how to um, delegate Mm. my weaknesses. Right. I learned how to delegate, (laughs) collaborate. And Sherry, uh, Sherry Motes used to say this and she has it in her book. Um, I should know the name of the book. But anyway, uh, we'll probably post that later. But she talks about in her book um, how to delegate your weaknesses and collaborate your strengths. Mm-hmm. Mm. So where I have strengths and where I can help others and where they can help me, we can come together and have collaboration. And then those areas that I'm not strong in, I delegate. And sometimes that means delegating volunteer roles, paid roles, or I have to hire someone in to do it. Mm-hmm. So right now I couldn't continue to maintain social media. So now we are uh, we have a paid staff member who that's all she does from home. Uh, she was one of our baristas, but she went home to have a child. And so that works in her life because she yeah. can work from home. Um, obviously, I did not major in accounting. I majored in marketing. <laughs> so I pay, you know, I hire out, you know, yeah. accountants, bookkeeper, bookkeeper, CPA, um, things of that nature. You know, we hire out or we delegate mm-hmm. our weaknesses and we collaborate our strengths. So I think focusing and knowing what's my lane and what my strength helps yes. tremendously. Yeah, yeah. Tina, we just thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. You are a true gift to all who know you. Y'all are a gift to me. And if you are local to DeSoto County or the surrounding areas, make sure that you go by and support Coffee Central because it is a true gem in our county. It really is. And and make sure that you go by and get some of their great coffee she brought us this morning. We're all enjoying (laughs) it today. So thank you. We just want to thank you for being a part of our podcast today. And if you want to know a little bit more about Gather, um, please visit our website at uh, www.gather-women.com. And if you are local here to DeSoto County and the surrounding areas, we have an upcoming event Yay! on Saturday. Yay. Yay, that's right. August Friday 20th. and Saturday. That's right. Friday night that's right. and it's Saturday new, this year. New this year, we're adding a Friday night of worship mm-hmm. and shopping. Who doesn't want to shop early? <laughs> um, so it's a two-day event on Friday evening mm-hmm. and then also on Saturday, um, August 27th. So that's a 26-27. Yes. And it will be at Brown Missionary 
Baptist Church mm-hmm. here in DeSoto County, and um, and you really want to go ahead and get your tickets. Yes. We have VIP tickets as well yes. as regular tickets, and you want to go ahead and get those tickets. If you're not local, uh, it's worth coming for. I yes. promise. Right. Yes. Yes. Road trip. Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. So we have a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and God is always present and mm-hmm. always just completely um, just lays us down flat, and we just can't believe what he does. Um, and Some of the day best of worship, Sarah Barker, bring us worship right. that day. That's right. Phenomenal. We have a wonderful band that has blessed us immensely with Sarah Barker and her team. And so we're excited for this. So go to our website, and you can see our, our link to purchase tickets. And we would love to see you there on August 26th and 27th, Friday night and Saturday. So thank you for joining us today. Also, to find out a little bit about a little bit more about Engage for More, you can hop over to our website at engageformore.com and uh, and find out how to be part of our inner circle, uh, which is our uh, paid subscription based uh, program where we just do more one on one weekly zooms and things like that. We thank you for being a part of us today. Thank you, Tina, for joining thank you, us. And we hope that you have a great day.